from the studios of Advancing Vibrant Communities in Modesto, California, this is Lighthouse Live Radio on the Lighthouse Live International Podcasting Network. Welcome to Lighthouse Live, the radio voice of advancing vibrant communities. Our mission is to motivate believers to move out from the four walls of the church to personally serve the needs of their neighborhoods. Get ready for a no-holds-barred, honest look at the Christian lifestyle the way Christ commanded it to be. All that and more coming right up here on Lighthouse Live. And good evening to you, Pastor Mike Douglas here, along with Lane Harlan. And, uh, Lane, our first live broadcast of 2007. Wow, brand new year. I'm I excited. I know. You know, I'm kind of still stuck back in August. But, oh, get with uh, the program. They, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, a great uh, great welcome to all of you listening yes. uh, around, uh, around the world on our international podcasting network. So good to have you with us. And, Elaine, uh, uh, two great friends oh, with us this evening. This and a uh, privilege to talk about the... Uh, YMCA yes. here in the area of uh, Stanislaw County. Uh, before we do that, though, we want to check in also for our first uh, uh, broadcast of the year, our visit with our friends from Voice of the Martyrs. We'll be back right after this. Hey, what's up? This is Michael Tate with news about another real-life Jesus freak. No matter how many times the Chinese communists torture him, Reverend Feng Chang will not betray his fellow Christians. But this time, they drag his mother into the interrogation room, promising to release her if Chang reveals the names of his colleagues. They even taunt him that he must follow the commandment to honor your father and mother. But Chang's mother tells her son, I have taught you to love Christ. Don't mind my suffering. Seek to remain faithful to the Savior. Chang does obey his mother, and he never sees her again. Parents, are you instilling that kind of faith in your children? For more on The Voice of the Martyrs, call 800-75-VOICE. 800-75-VOICE. You know, good reminder, uh, Elaine, uh, you know, we we get kind of soft here in America because that type of uh, persecution uh, we don't see physically anyway. And uh, it's just a great reminder of the tremendous sacrifice that many people are making around the world. Uh, for the cause of Christ, and we just uh, thank you, friends, for uh, your commitment to serving the Lord, uh, getting out and uh, responding to Christ's command to love your neighbor as yourself. And, uh, Elaine, the past uh, couple of weeks have just been a wonderful time as we've seen people out there doing everything from Christmas caroling to delivering food uh, to beds and refrigerators and 2007 is off to a tremendous start. It really is and and, and this cold weather snap that we're having now people are donating blankets and we'll talk more about that in just a little while. Amen. I want to talk a little bit with Brad Dacus from the Pacific Justice Institute. As you know, uh, coming up here, uh, it's actually uh, next Tuesday, right? Uh, It's a week from tomorrow, (laughs) Tuesday the 23rd. Brad Dacus from the Pacific Justice Institute will be here in Modesto to talk about legal issues and opportunities facing the church. Uh, Let's go very quickly to Brad for a quick overview of what he'll be talking about. 
Brad Dacus, Pacific Justice Institute. Welcome to Lighthouse Live. You know, Brad, we have the opportunity to meet with you via radio every week. But coming up on Tuesday, January 23rd, we have the great privilege of bringing you here to Modesto. And I know that you've got some wonderful information to share. Tell us what will be happening on that day. I tell you, Michael, we're really excited uh, about uh, what we're going to be presenting in Modesto and, and up and down the state of California. Uh, it's it's going to be a big help to pastors. Uh, every every pastor should be there uh, for this uh, this meeting and complimentary lunch that we're pro- providing. Uh, first issue we're going to be talking about is religious land use and zoning issues and the rights of churches to build, grow, and expand uh, in ways that before they thought they were limited to or prevented from doing or, or uh, starting new ministries that they thought they were prevented from doing uh, and how to overcome those and, um, and occupy any building anywhere just about they want uh, that's, or lease anywhere they want. That's a, a biggie right there. Um, and then also we're going to talk about hiring issues. Um, you know, there's recent legislation that could impact that uh, and how to deal with, uh, with moral uh, and hiring issues, dealing with both the, you know, the employees but also members in the congregation and staff and um, that's real important as well. Um, churches need to be educated so they don't get hit with a big liability lawsuit. And we're also going to talk about proactive evangelism opportunities that are under, available under the law now that you may not be aware of in terms of reaching out to, to public school children and, uh, and actually going on campus to public schools. Um, I'm really excited about that personally because I've seen so much progress made through churches who've taken advantage of those opportunities and, uh, and, and done something, and also in the workplace the opportunities that exist in the workplace for, uh, for uh, Christians and churches to, um, to have a real impact. Uh, you know, corporate church Bible studies sponsored by uh, lay people in the church and reaching out to, to uh, the, the business sector is an incredible opportunity uh, that exists. We're going to go into that as well. And then also there's financial issues in terms of um, opportunities that uh, churches may not be aware that they can do and how to avoid uh, legal liabilities if they are engaging in and some uh, financial opportunities to raise funds for their, their church or, or church ministries. Um, so it's, it's going to be really comprehensive, very beneficial, and uh, we're really thrilled about that, um, the, the whole presentation. Well, friends, uh, if you'd like to get in on that, we still have some uh, seats open. You can give us a It is by reservation only. Yes. The cost is free. You know, normally... <laughs> I, I'm not a big proponent of, you know, there's a free lunch but ever. This I, really is. I, I, a this free is lunch. a free lunch. Indeed. You get a free lunch and some great information. And this is because of the wonderful people at the Pacific Justice mm-hmm. Institute. And uh, if you would give us a call, we'll be happy to reserve a place for you. Our number, 209 544 That's 209 544 Or you can email us at info at vibrantcommunities.org. That's info at vibrantcommunities.org. Again, the date is Tuesday, January 23rd, 10 a.m. to 1 p.m. in the afternoon. Uh, the lunch is uh, free. The seminar is free. Brad Dacus with the Pacific Justice Institute, and we would love to have you there. Again, you're listening to Lighthouse Live here on our International Podcasting Network. You know, $400 from my nose, and now my mouth doesn't work. <laughs> I can't even get international <laughs> out to start 2007. Mike Douglas with you, along with our co-host and producer, Elaine Harlan, and, of course, our faithful prayer intercessor, yes. the inimitable Mr. Mm-hmm. Owl. You know, I can say inimitable, but I can't say You know, other, I'm afraid whatever. to say that word. I, I so. said it. <laughs> anyway. 
<laughs> well, speaking of serving, we have some opportunities. We do have up. opportunities, but first, Pastor Mike, you know, I think the whole country is in a deep freeze. And before we get to the opportunities, well, this really is an opportunity because starting off with taking donations of clean blankets. Uh, officials in Stanislaus County are asking for donations of clean blankets to help the American Red Cross serve people in shelters and warming centers. And uh, this is a huge need in our area, probably, I would uh, guess, all over the country as well. Blankets must be clean. They want to emphasize that and may be dropped off at any Modesto fire station or the American Red Cross at 1236th Street in Modesto. Again, that's uh, any Modesto fire station or the American Red Cross, 1236th Street in uh, Modesto. Now, the hotline for cold weather tips. I want to give this to you as well. Uh, jot this down and, and keep it close by your phone. It's 209 is the area code 558-8035. 209-558-8035. Lots of tips on how we should dress and precautions that we can take during this cold weather. And I think if I hear the forecast, right, we've got a few more days of, of cold, but maybe not quite as cold. And then things are going to begin to warm up. So that's, that's good news. So thank you so much, all of those who have donated blankets thus far, and I think they could still use some if that's something that you uh, are led to do. Now, the Volunteer Center of the United Way certainly has some opportunities for us because this month is National Mentoring Month. Um, for the month of January and the 25th of this month has been designated as Thank Your Mentor Day. I like this. Who mentored you? You want to thank them and then pass it on. Uh, and this gives you an opportunity uh, to remember those individuals in your own life who provided support, who showed you the ropes maybe, and helped you become who you are today. Share what you know and become a positive role model, a coach, a teacher, and just a friend. So put your heart to work today. Uh, the life you changed just may be your own. I would imagine it would be. Uh, to find out how you can impact the life of a young person through mentoring, please contact the Volunteer Center of the United Way at 524-1307. Now, the American Cancer Society uh, needs volunteers to help coordinate the 22nd Annual Daffodil Days campaign going on. And they say that daffodils are the first flowers to bloom in the spring. And I can't imagine with this cold weather anything <laughs> blooming right now, but it's not long before it will be springtime and, and daffodils will be uh, in bloom and full color and just a, a beautiful sight to see. But these daffodils each year um, are sold and the funds are used to help to um, to do things like support cancer research, uh, public education, and uh, patient service programs. So this is just a real good thing to get involved with. Volunteers are needed to fill orders to help with logistics, deliver bouquets, and more will be available uh, to do in March as well. So you might want to keep that on your calendar as a thing to do. Uh, the Community Hospice Hope Chest, where you can gain retail experience while volunteering your time uh, at one of the Hope Chest stores, either in Modesto Series uh, or Oakdale, Flexible volunteerships are available Monday through Saturday from 9 to 6. And, uh, again, the Community Hospice Hope Chest is staffed by volunteers. It's a great thing. And it's a resale thrift shop to support services to clients and families who are facing life-threatening illnesses. So uh, we just would encourage you, dear friend, to call Barbara Borba if you have any questions on any of these items. She's at 209-524-1307, extension 113. Again, 209-524-1307, extension 
extension 113, you can always give us a call because there are so many more opportunities that we could share with you here at Advancing Vibrant Communities. Our number again is 209-544-9571. You know, Mike, not many folks uh, more community-minded with a heart for his city than our guest tonight. And uh, it's just a, a privilege to uh, welcome back to Lighthouse Live the CEO of the YMCA, Mr. Steve Smith. Hey. Great to be back. Uh, Happy New Year, Pastor Mike, Elaine. Yay. Uh, nice to see you all again. Uh, Great to have you with us. Lots of things going on in our community, lots of things going on in the YMCA, so Amen. it's a pleasure for me to be here. You know, uh, <laughs> I, I know you're plagued by the Village People song, right? We're you know, but <laughs> what, it was sort so of. ironic. I was, I, <laughs> I was at the Harlem Globetrotters uh, game. It was not a game. It's a performance, uh, you know, last night up at Arco Arena. Mm-hmm. You know, they did the YMCA thing, and I'm going, you know. Did you join in? Did I join in? <laughs> oh, you mean doing the thing? Yeah, doing the thing. I can barely walk and chew gum at the same time. Yeah, I never figured out how you do the A. You know, I mean, uh, anyway. Steve probably knows, but no, I don't. I can, I, I can spell it, but I can't spell it with my arms. I tell yeah, people, I can, don't ask me to do that. I I'm can fine. do the Y part and the C. I can, you know, and the yeah, but that's the A thing. I just my staff can do it. The Y kids can do it. I know. I'm not too good we'll at that. We'll work on that. Where was I going with I'm that anyway? Sure. Oh, I think, I think all that to, to say yeah. that we're not going to do the oh, no, that we're not thing do to you that tonight. tonight. I think we did it to you last time, but no, we'll, we'll save that. But you know, seriously, Steve, behind every sound, wonderful organization, there's there's a person, there's a leader behind it who not only is skilled and qualified to lead, but also has a heart and a compassion and is sensitive to those that he, he serves. And, and uh, you know, working with you uh, in the City Ministry Network, we, we see that in you, and it's just a, a thrill to, uh, to serve with you. Well, thank you. I'm, I'm blessed to be called to do this, and I'm, and I'm equally blessed with a, with a great staff. And we have lots of people who spend lots of time and lots of hours to make the why what it is, and, uh, and I'm just happy to, to work with those folks. It's Amen. a great calling for me. I can't believe you found the time to be with us tonight because as I look at the calendar and see what you have coming up this Saturday, I'm thinking, oh, what were we thinking? <laughs> we are we are a bit busy. We've got a lot of things going on this month. Do and, you want to uh, talk about that? Yeah, uh, let me first tell you a little off, bit okay. about uh, well, you mentioned this Saturday. It's our second annual Winter Treasure Land. We have three fundraising events a year, and this is the first one to start off 2007. Um, it's kind of a fun event. We did this last year for the first time, and it took off really well. And what we do is we have a we have a catered dinner, sit down dinner. We'll have between two and three hundred people there. There's still plenty of room for people to to buy tickets, and we have a couple table sponsorships left to go. Um, but we changed the night a little bit. It, it will transform our gymnasium into Pirates of the Caribbean. We have some incredible, way cool. We have, we have right. some incredible uh, dec- decorative things, and some people on that committee who do a great job. Mm. And uh, we'll have a, a wine reception and a silent auction to start off with, and we'll have dinner. But, you know, in, in our community, we have lots of fundraising events, and most of them have live auctions. And so we wanted to do something a little bit different. So instead of a live auction, what happens is everybody who joins us that evening gets a raffle ticket. And, of course, you can buy more raffle tickets if you want. We, we wouldn't do our job right if we didn't allow you to do that. Encourage that, right? <laughs> and then somewhere near the end of the evening, we'll draw – nine or 12 of these tickets and everybody gets a gold key now the one thing we don't know is which key opens one of four treasure chests that oh, we have. Wow. Mm-hmm. 
So if you're lucky enough to have the key that opens the treasure chest, and let me see if I can do this from memory, uh, one treasure chest holds uh, a year's supply of car washes and four hundred dollars worth of gasoline. Right. Oh, mm-hmm. Wow. One treasure chest has a, a, a beautiful uh, jewelry package from Chickarelli Jewelers. Oh, mm. my goodness. One tre- treasure chest will hold a Disneyland vacation package to Thank Disneyland you. in Anaheim. Awesome. And then one will hold a ten thousand dollar landscape package, including wow. landscape design and and all the rock sand and gravel and cement and plants and sod and wow. everything that you need and somebody to put it in for you. So. Uh, we did that last year, and it, people just love this this whole idea about no, you know the keys and the yes. treasure chests, and, great? and yes. so we're doing it again this year. So it's this Saturday night, the twentieth at uh, at six o'clock. As I said, tickets are still available. Call the Y. They're also available online for the first time. You can register online if you want to at www.ymcastan.org. So we're excited. We have a lot of work to do between now and Saturday, but it's going to be a fun night. That is so cool. Now you mentioned sponsorship is still available. How might people? Is there still room for that uh, this week, even as we? Yep, you can do it this week. You can do it online. Uh, as I mentioned, you can call right. the YMCA at 578-9622. Um, they'll be happy to help you get, get your registration all set up. And uh, we're, we're really grateful to uh, uh, the Reed Family Foundation and Moxie's um, Credit Union. They're our major sponsors for the mm-hmm. event. Thanks and, to uh, them. And thanks to all of our sponsors, Chickarelli Jewelers and Prime Shine Express and all of those folks who put some things in and a great dinner catered by uh, our friends at Tony Roma. So that's going to be a great, night. great, great mm, time. Awesome. We know you're busy. We just really do appreciate you stopping by to share with us because, Steve, there's some a little bit of history and the vision and, and the purpose I know that you would like to share tonight with our listeners. So how did you get involved? Well, you know, about five years ago, I can't believe it's been almost five years, uh, somebody came to me and said with the, with the famous line, you know, we know you have a job and you're not interested, but you might know somebody who, and then it went from there. <laughs> um, and, and I said, you're right, I have a job and I like what I do. And then after four or five of these interviews, I finally said, well, maybe this is something I should think about. Yeah. You know, what I'm really excited about is that we, um, uh, we have the YMCA here. It does a lot, of, a lot of great things for children and families and, and seniors and adults in our community. Um, lately in the news, there's been a lot of uh, talk about the C in YMCA, and, mm. and I'm pretty amazed that some people don't remember that it stands for Young Men's mm. Christian Association. And, uh, and, and that's kind of what fit me and why I decided I, I wanted to do this. And, and I remember sitting down early with our board and saying, you know, we have to, we have to grapple with this C in the YMCA thing because it, it was a, a nationwide uh, conversation, if you will. Mm-hmm. And I think what a lot of people don't know about the YMCA, I think some people know the history of the Y and how it started back in 1844. Um, but I think that uh, what they don't know is that all the YMCAs are independently operated by local boards of directors. So the boards get to decide things like mission statement and, and purpose statement and those kinds of things. And there are some YMCAs back in the mid-'80s who decided to drop Christian out of, out of what they call themselves in their community-based operations uh, we chose not to do that. We chose to, to stay with the original intent of YMCA. Um, and it, I, I noticed in the Modesto Bee in early, early December there was a couple of articles about um, Christianity coming back into the YMCA, which kind of surprised me because I think people don't know that despite some areas of the country wanting to be politically correct, which is the only term that comes to mind, um, Christianity has never really left the YMCA. It's been, a, mm. it's, it's been part of the YMCA. It's been part of our philosophy for a long, long time. Our mission statement here in Stanislaus County is to put Christian principles into practice through programs that build healthy spirit, mind, and body. Um, even if you have a YMCA who's decided to manipulate that, that national mission statement a little bit to be politically correct, one thing that I reminded our board of directors and, and our members and, and our donors is that 
there are eight constitutional obligations to actually be a YMCA. If you want your community-based organization to be a YMCA, there are eight YMCA constitutional uh, objectives that you have to agree to every year. And that means that I, as the CEO, and our chief volunteer officer, our, our chairman of the board, have to sign off every year and say, yes, we're willing to support this. And I remind people every so often because the first constitutional object, uh, obligation has never changed since the, the mid-1850s. And this is exactly how it reads. And this is what we, we attest to every year when we sign our name and say, yes, we will do this. And it is to support the, the statement of purpose of the National YMCA, which is the Young Men's Christian Association we regard as being in, his, in its essential genius a worldwide fellowship united by a common loyalty to Jesus Christ for the purpose of developing Christian personality and building a Christian society. Yeah. So whether you say Christian in your mission statement or not, um, if you're a YMCA, you are supporting this philosophy. And, mm. and I think that's great, and I think it's important for people in our community and any community that has a YMCA to understand that's who we are, that's what we do. I think one of the things, Steve, when, when we first met that, that struck me uh, was your commitment to make sure the C was the original yeah. C. Absolutely. And uh, God has, I think, you know, uh, we, we, we all go through life and we wonder how did we get here, and you know, I really didn't plan to do that. Yeah. God has his fingerprints all over this. Absolutely. And obviously, he used uh, what you had learned through your careers uh, to, uh, to build up to this great opportunity. Tell us very quickly um, what, what God did to equip you for this particular role, it, it, fantastic role yes. that he has you in right now. Well, I think, uh, you know, people have asked me that before. I, I think the one gift that God has given me is simplicity. I, I try not to make things too complicated. That's why you and I get along so well. I'm a, I'm a kind of a simple guy, too. And, and it speaks back to the YMCA dance. It's way too complicated for me. That's why I can't do it. I've got to practice that. But, you know, when I, when I first got to the Y, and I, and I think sometimes when people join, this whole thing about a Christian organization kind of takes people aback and scares them a little yeah. bit. And I, and I told my staff when I first got there, and I tell everybody, it's really simple to me. You know, it's kind of like uh, when we grew up, our parents said, you know, what you want to operate by is what was called the golden rule. Just treat other people mm-hmm. the way you want to be treated. Mm-hmm. And to me, that's a that's a simple way to state God's commandment of just love one another. Just treat each other nice. That's what you right. have to do. My job at, at the YMCA and our job as staff is not to necessarily evangelize or convert. You know, we get to do that on our own as as the Spirit calls us to do that. Our job is to be inclusive. Our job is to make people feel welcome. When they walk through those front doors, it should be their place. It should should be a place where they can come. I don't care whether they're nine years old or 90 years old. And I'll tell you, we've got some 90-year-olds who come in and work out and swim. And and our job is to make sure that everybody feels comfortable in the YMCA. We love them. We treat them with respect. It doesn't matter where they come from. It doesn't matter their socioeconomic background, their religious background, their ethnic background. Our job is to make them feel that this is home for them and if, and if we do that then not only are we doing what we're supposed to do as a ymca we're doing what we're supposed to do as, as christians and what god's asked us to do oh. to me it's that simple you know yeah. steve you, you do a wonderful job of of doing just that i can attest to this because i walked through the doors mm-hmm. of the y on friday and i was warmly greeted there was uh, kevin linda courtney they were all there um i got to you know, tour the place. It was like, you know, this is so cool. And not only that, but I have to share this with you. Um, I became 
a member. I've got good my own you. little good key thing. I can just light it good in the gizmo and go and, and, and work out. And not only that, we've got this little workout gizmo that we've got here. <laughs> Coffee cup. I'm just a walking. No, what, uh, what I wonder, here. though, is when, when she picked up the dumbbell, she pointed at me. I don't know what that means. <laughs> I just thought you might want to, you know, use it. But I'll tell you what, I, I just felt so good. And I, I see that you are truly living that out at the YMCA and the people there they are just enthused I saw all age groups like you said mm-hmm. people I mean a, a great diverse uh, ethnicity was there mm-hmm. I mean it was just it was wonderful it was a good comfortable warm feeling and uh, I loved it and it, it, it's so good to know and, and you know we'll talk a little bit during the hour of, of the things that we do at the Y you know every everybody remembers yeah I learned to swim at the Y and and it, we do have a fitness center. We do have lots of youth programs and, and things for people to do. But I think the most important thing is that it's it's sort of a third home for people. It's another mm-hmm. place to go to mm-hmm. feel comfortable. It's another mm-hmm. place to go to feel like you belong. And that's really what our job is. I saw ch- children there. Mm-hmm. And some were reading books. Some were interacting with it, with one another. And... Um, I thought that was that was really cool because it's a great place to come, and you need volunteers too. And we want to talk a, a little bit about the opportunity for volunteering there okay. because there are all sorts of programs and and sports and mm-hmm. great things uh, that we can get involved with. And Lots just, of volunteer opportunities that. for the while. We'll talk about those. Too. We also have joining us uh, this week a very dear friend, and we invited Kathy Prunk to join us because Kathy, you are the one really who inspired me to go there. And to get involved. That was my little surprise, uh, by the way, that I have for you. You want to move real close to your, your mic oh, there. And just, okay. just I just wanted to say thank you because Kathy's been a member for a few months and uh, you are regularly attending the Y. It has truly changed how you feel. And you looked great before you went, I have to say that. But you No, really- it has. Oh, I, I feel much healthier. And, you know, I, I do, like Steve said, he the purpose is to welcome well i have felt very welcome yeah. i went there with a friend and i signed up the very next day the staff is is friendly um they're experienced they're you just feel welcome and at home there and i like the individual um program they have with the fit links mm-hmm. there that each um machine weight machine or cardio machine that you have there is programmed for you so you know where to put your weights on and um how to adjust the seats every time you go in and it's hooked up to a program that um when you sign out you know how much weight you lifted and um you know how many minutes of cardio you did and then i get an email every month and they show me what i did for that month and how much how many calories i burned and how much weight i lifted how many elephants mm-hmm. they go by elephants. Right. elephants how many african elephants equivalent you know weight of that so um i have i i just feel blessed that i that i found that place and it's yeah, I, I I love it. I know, you know, as Christians, we are to to have a healthy body, and yes, and that's, um, that's that is uh, helping me attain that. The but. last uh, fitness program, computer program that that I was involved with, <laughs> blew a circuit. But I'm sure that the technology has has improved. You know, I'm thinking the, the, the good news is it tells you it sets it all up for you and tells you what you're supposed to do. The bad news is if you do it wrong, it beeps at you, yeah. it has bells, and you know. <laughs> It tells you and everybody in the room that you're doing it wrong. elephants run you down or something. <laughs> Still, I was just thinking that, that this, you know, you could go back to 1844. 1844. Uh, the beginnings right. of the YMCA, 
wow, technology has oh, uh, just given you a, a brand new way of serving people, mm-hmm. hasn't it? It, it, it allows us to reach people. As Kathy said, mm-hmm. we, we can be in touch by email. We can send you progress reports. We can tell you. You know, all that is is affirmation. It's to reinforce what you're doing and trying to be healthier. And, and we want to be a part of making sure that everybody's healthier, not just physically, but but spiritually, you know, spirit, mm-hmm. mind, and body, which is what we talk about. And here's When we're doing our job right, here's how I know we're doing our job right. You walk into the YMCA. And you go into a program area, whether it's the gym or the child care area, and particularly the fitness area. I love to walk in the fitness area because here's what you'll see if, if we've created the right environment. You'll see 14 and 15-year-olds mm-hmm. working out to get healthy right next to 60 and 70-year-olds. Mm-hmm. You'll see them helping one another. And, and one thing you'll see at the Y that, that I've not seen anywhere else in our community or most communities is you'll see groups of people standing together before they work out, before they play, before they do whatever, and, and saying prayer. Oh, Where else are you going to oh, see that? I now, love that. now if I walk into the YMCA and I see that happening, then I know that we're all doing what we're supposed mm-hmm. to do. Uh, there's something for everybody. I love that aspect. I'm so excited. I can't wait. You, do you know I even have an appointment with a personal physical trainer? Why are they in trouble? But anyway, <laughs> I'm, I'm looking forward to that. And, uh, you, you know, and I asked Kevin, I said, and they answered all my many questions. You can imagine how many questions I have. But there's something for everyone, you know, at every level, mm-hmm. you know, what Kathy's in into is probably way beyond what I could start out doing, but you know, I'm sure they'll find what's right for me. They're going to make you lift things a little heavier than that, than that uh, rubber dumbbell over there. But uh. you know, I I saw something the other day that they said, now, are you a couch potato or a mouse potato? And I thought, you know, what are you? I think I, I think I'm more of a mouse potato. I sit at the computer more, mm-hmm. but I mean, I think as Americans, as people in general, we do tend to slack off as we get more mature, shall we say? <laughs> yeah, well, it's not just that. We spend technology is a great thing, but yeah, technology exactly. also has a, a negative side to it. And, and the negative side to it is it keeps us from interacting with one another. We interact with machines now. Mm. And we spend a lot of time sitting at a desk, sitting in front of a computer, and, and we're not as active as we could. We, we don't even take as many steps in the workday as we used to because mm. we're in front of a computer. Right. So if we can get people to be more active, whether it's in a fitness center or particularly a, we, we focus on our youth programs and our child care programs because childhood obesity is such a huge thing. Oh, if we can get these kids up and moving and active, sometimes they don't even know we get them up and moving and active. They just <laughs> think we're playing, but it keeps them healthy, and that's kind of what we try to do. Yeah, so. I'll tell you what. We're having some fun with our friends at the YMCA this week with Steve Smith and Kathy Prunk, and we'll be back, and they'll share lots more right after a very fun song from the Newsboys. This is called Wherever We Go on Lighthouse Live.
right. That's the Newsboys, and it's called Wherever We Go. Yeah. That's much better than Village People. That anyway. was much better. That's right. Well, you've joined Lighthouse Live, and I tell you what, we are so excited with our guest this week, CEO of the YMCA, Steve Smith, and our good friend Kathy Pronk join us from the YMCA. Did we give out the address, Steve? I don't think we did. did 2700 we? McHenry Avenue, the corner of McHenry and Floyd. It's been there for 43 years. Mm. Awesome, mm. awesome. Big building. I was impressed about Big that. Building. That thing goes mm. way back. And lots of things going on at the Y. And, of course, we talked about uh, the big event coming up this Saturday. The membership drive is going strong, is it not? Our January membership drive, we do this every year. Um, great time to, to join not only the YMCA, but to think about getting healthy, and everybody does that anyway right after the holidays. And I think yes. about what, what can I do to get healthy this year. So every January we have a membership drive. If you join during the month of January, we'll, we'll waive the initial membership fee, which can save up to $125. You mean I saved money? You saved money. Yeah, we always have to save money. <laughs> and then we give good stuff away. And, yes, and, you do. Uh, we had an open house last Saturday, and it was a very successful open house. I think that single day we brought in 64 new members that day, so Terrific. that was pretty good. Congratulations. And so what, uh, I'll throw a little, uh, a little motivation out to Lighthouse Live listeners. Uh, you, from now until the end of the January, if you come in and sign up, we'll waive the joiner fee like we're doing for everybody. But if you come in and mention you heard this program on Lighthouse Live, we'll give you a, a nice-looking YMCA T-shirt. I hey, like that. Right. So come, I come like in, that. Come in and tell us you've listened to Lighthouse Live, yes. and we'll make it worth your while. Oh, so. cool. You know, we were talking about the, the width, the breadth of, of the community that you serve. And um, we have uh, a, a immediate family relative who has had six hip replacements and recently had a knee replacement. And one of the things that brought him through that last knee replacement was coming to the Y and being able to take advantage of that pool. I mean, there, there's stuff going on there every day that's not only recharging people spiritually, but also doing some amazing physical things as well. And we're very blessed with the facility that we have. It's, uh, it's a little more than 40,000 square feet. We have two indoor pools, both of them heated. Um, one is a 25-meter pool. It's heated about 83 degrees. That's where we do most of our aquatics things, our swim lessons and our, and our programs. We have a, another pool that's heated to about 92 degrees. We call it our therapeutic pool. And we have lots of therapeutic classes in there, water aerobics classes. We have classes for stroke recovery victims. We have classes for arthritis victims. We have oh, classes good. for cardiac victims. Um, because warm water therapy, warm water exercise will, is really good for health uh, when you have joint problems, when you have... Uh, circulatory, respiratory problems. Warm water therapy is great, and we have some uh, great staff who are who are experienced at doing that kind of stuff. Um, thanks to uh, to some of our friends, we just got a new um, water lift in that pool, so we've got people oh. who have a, a difficult time getting in and out of the water, and we have a lift that actually a chair lift that takes them in the water and sets them down and takes oh, them out. Oh, that's wonderful, and, Steve. And so uh, it's a great it's a great facility. We do a lot of things there, and, and as you said, Pastor Mike, not just. Uh, spiritually but we help people physically get back mm. uh, get back walking and Amen. doing the things that they should do and so Indeed we're happy to do, do that yes so. and you also have swimming lessons for those who want to use the pool but swim <laughs> lessons year-round that's the other good thing about the 92 degree yes. pool the, the the little kids who are three and four years old who like the, the fact that it's only four feet deep so they can touch it but it's nice and warm <laughs> it's like a bathtub they go in they you know they're not saying it's too cold and so they get a lot of stuff done and we we do swim lessons 365 days a year again we're blessed because we have an indoor pool and they're both heated so we can do it in the month of January, and, and kids even love it. during the cold temperatures, even like during what the we cold have temperature. now. So every right. every year we put about two between two thousand and twenty three hundred kids through swim lessons, mm. teach them how to swim, which in our area is is sort of a life saving thing to do. We have lots of canals. And oh, absolutely, and that kind of stuff. yeah, absolutely. And and you know, speaking of the the children, um, you've got soccer coming mm -hmm. up, indoor soccer. That's a big deal. 
We have we have basketball right now. We're in our winter season of basketball. We have 380 kids between the ages of three and 13 playing basketball right now, five days a week. So wow. it's uh, it's pretty crowded. Can you imagine the energy in that place? Whoa. There's a lot of energy in the yeah. gym when you watch these kids play basketball. We serve about 25,000 people a year in all of the programs that we have. Um, we've got about 25 or 2,600 actual members of the YMCA, member households, which translate to about 7,000 individuals. But we have lots of programs that people can participate in, whether or not they're members of the YMCA. This past summer, we, we were just blessed to, to make a connection with the San Francisco Giant Organization. So we had a summer baseball program that, that cost families and children nothing. Oh, and wow. and oh. we had 538 children playing That's softball awesome. in the summer. And so uh, we're, just, we're just blessed to be able to do those kinds of things and have those kinds of partnerships. Our youth sports programs... We get somewhere around 5,000 children a year in youth sports, um, uh, both at our facility and at some facilities that we use throughout the city and throughout the county. We have right now about 250 children a day in uh, child care programs. We uh, just were, were told uh, about a week or so ago that we're going to add three more school sites. So by the end of February, we'll have about 500 children a day in, in after-school programs. That just has to stoke the so, fire uh, in your heart, oh, we, I would imagine. You know, it's just great to go and not only see these see these kids participate in, in the things that we do in after-school programs, but know that they're not going home to an empty house. There you go. Uh, we have lots of two-parent working families. There's nobody home in the afternoon. Uh, school districts, unfortunately, have lots of budget cuts and can't do some of the things that we do. So we're, again, yeah, happy and, and blessed to be able to go to school sites and offer those programs. And we're it's a lot of kids, but we're just barely making a dent. There's lots of kids out there that need those, need those kind of things. Well, and this really underscores, too, Steve, the need to be a community organization. It's, it's just not a place on McHenry. Mm-hmm. In order to make this work, and I think in the spirit of loving your neighbor as yourself and, and in the spirit of uh, you know, those, those eight constitutional points, right. Right. Um, we really need to be involved in the community. And let's talk a little bit about um, how you reach out be, beyond your four walls mm-hmm. at the YMCA uh, to be engaged in, in different parts of the community to uh, uh, to help the overall picture. The hardest thing for any organization to do this day and age is, is build brick-and-mortar things. Um, uh, certainly hard for us to do if, in the nonprofit world. So what we look for is we look for opportunities in, in the nine cities in the counties where um, facilities exist, but they need people to run programs. Uh, our school site uh, child care is, is a great example. We do after-school programs right now at five different facilities throughout the county in addition to ours. We're going to add three more in the month of February, so then we'll be at eight locations. Um, everywhere from Modesto to Patterson. Um, so we're out at, at North Mead Elementary School in Patterson, a K-5 through school. We have about 120 kids in that program every day. Um, we are net right now working with City Ministry Network, um, which is a great network of individuals in this community, um, faith-based, believe in, in Christ and, and what we're doing, and, and, and believe in reaching out and loving your neighbor. And uh, so we're looking at... Uh, building a facility on the west side and they came to us and said if we can build the facility can you run the programs and i said absolutely and they said well do you know how you do that i said i don't have a clue but we'll figure it out <laughs> my staff loves that answer the best because yeah. uh, <clears throat> every time i go in they say what did you get us involved in now but but i think that's <laughs> another fine mess that's that's what we need to do we need to find ways to the hardest thing for our community sometimes is the transportation issues yeah. kids who live mm in the airport district, kids who live on the west side, kids who can't get to McHenry and Floyd Avenue. Um, we, I think we have as much responsibility to take our programs and our services to those children and those families as the people who can get to us easily. Mm-hmm. So we look for collaborations. We look for partnerships. We look for 
other organizations who are doing things. We were, uh, last time I'll tell you a quick story. I got this beautiful letter. Actually, I think I have it here somewhere. I'll look for it. But um, from a lady who, who was at the um, Interfaith Ministries Redwood Center, a oh, temporary yeah. yes. mm-hmm. shelter for women and children. Mm-hmm. And we were able to, to, to get introduced to, to this beautiful family um, by the folks at Redwood Center. And we were able to send her two children, her grandchild, to our summer camp program for three weeks. Camp Jack um, Hazard. Right? No, this was yeah. our this is our um, uh, day program here in Modesto okay. at, at the facility. Um, but they came every day. They got to spend eight or ten hours a day there. They mm. they worked with our staff. They worked with other kids, and, and we got this just emotional letter about the difference it made in their lives. And and we would had not had the opportunity to do that. Were it not for the collaborative efforts with the Redwood Center and Interfaith Ministries, and that's how we met this beautiful family. And so it's those things that we look for. We look yes. for those kinds of things all um, over the community. Friends, we've got lots more with Steve Smith and the YMCA right after this. Deep needs, deep hurts, spreading far beyond the government's ability to help. Children, single moms and dads, the elderly, disabled, the homeless. Yet... Thousands of resources that can meet those needs are sitting right now in the pews and seats of our churches. The challenge? Activating those resources and connecting them with the people in need. We have a proven solution, advancing vibrant communities. We bridge the gap. We connect people and churches with opportunities to serve the needs of their neighbors. Pure, simple, proven effective, advancing vibrant communities. What's our motivation? Jesus' command in Matthew 22:39 to love your neighbor as yourself. The church at large has a biblical mandate to serve the needs of the community. Advancing Vibrant Communities researches those needs, then finds volunteers with the skills and passions to meet those needs. The very first story that Mike told about ABC involved serving one of my church members whose needs I could not meet within my own community. And in that moment, God humbled me and asked me to open my heart and really listen. And as I saw the setup of the database, I realized that AVC is a wonderful partner with my own congregation. It helps us be more effective. This organization comes along and says, I'll do a lot of the groundwork and we'll discover the needs. And then those folks in your congregation who desire to be a part and who have these skills can volunteer. AVC partners with over 80 community and government agencies to help meet the needs of the city. We network with organizations like Habitat for Humanity, the American Red Cross, Salvation Army, the Area Agency on Aging, the School District, and the Police Department. Habitat and ABC is a perfect match in that we both have common missions of helping people get out of the four walls of the church, getting out into the community and helping others. ABC serves volunteers by finding ways for them to help others. ABC serves the needy through volunteer efforts with love, grace, mercy, and compassion. ABC serves churches by augmenting efforts to reach out and meet the needs of their neighbors. ABC serves businesses by helping create healthy neighborhoods, by connecting employees with opportunities to volunteer, and by providing opportunities to donate goods and services to legitimate needs in the community. You know, some of us can donate a little money, some a little time, some one or the other or both. It really touched my heart that 
these strangers were interested in me and what I needed in my life. You know, it's not only hearing it, but it's seeing them and it's being there in person and seeing the, the need that they have and hopefully being able to do something about it. I will tell you, as you know, your chief of police in the city of Modesto, we need your help in the community making a difference. Volunteer, I know we can put you to work. And I, I promise you, if you get involved, you'll feel better. You'll be happier. How can we partner with you to meet the needs of our city? We ask you to consider monthly financial support and to help recruit more volunteers. Advancing vibrant communities, faith in action, pure, simple, proven effective, carrying out the biblical mandate to love our neighbors as ourselves. Thank you. And we're back with you on Lighthouse Live. Pastor Mike Douglas, Elaine Harlan, Al Ramsey, and our friends from the YMCA CEO, Steve Smith, and our friend Kathy Pronk, who is an avid member and just an inspiration to all of us. Steve, so many things going on at the YMCA year-round, and there's lots of opportunities. As you said before, not necessarily, you don't have to be a member to become involved, mm-hmm. do you? There's lots of ways to become involved. We, you know, Organizations like ours can't run and can't operate if we don't have volunteers. Last year we had about... 350 volunteers, um, everything from our board of directors, which is an all-volunteer board of directors, to uh, helping out in after-school programs and child care. You know, we're very fortunate, uh, our, our sports program, we put thousands of kids through youth sports every year. Um, we have three paid sports staff. All the rest of it is done by volunteers. Sports is one of those areas where we don't usually have trouble finding volunteers. Last summer when we did the Giants program, we needed 70 coaches, and we got them in a week. Oh, that's great. Um, but we also need volunteers to help our kids uh, at school sites, during after-school mm-hmm. programs, uh, Camp Jack Hazard in the summertime, which is a wonderful resident camp program that we have every year. About 500 kids go to camp every year. Um, uh, child care, um, t- if, you, if you've got a specialty, if you know how to teach a water aerobics class, if you know how to teach swimming, uh, we have swimming instructors who are volunteers, we, we just simply can't afford as an organization to pay a big enough staff to do all the things that we have to do. So we rely heavily on volunteers, and, and we're a little bit like United Way. If you've if you got, you got volunteerism in your blood, pick up the phone and call us, and we'll probably have something you can do. Yeah. And we're always looking for, for good volunteers to serve. Well, you know, we all have special gifts and things that we're interested in, things that we're good at, and for me, things a lot of things I'm not good at. But, you know, what kinds of things, uh, Steve, uh, someone might be thinking for the, the camp opportunities or, um, you know, all different age groups, what kinds of things could they uh, could they bring to the table? Well, you know, we, we, we take kids up to camp, our resident camp at Camp Jack Hazard, from 7 years old up to 17 years old. We give them wilderness training. Um, we teach them about the environment. We teach them how to how to keep their natural environment clean when they're hiking, when they go on hikes, how to how to pack everything in and pack everything out. And a lot of times we have volunteers who will go up there who are experts at backpacking, experts at hiking, and they'll take these kids out for a day and show them exactly how to do those things. And do we have staff that can do that? Yeah, we do, but our staff is stretched thin all the time. And, and it makes it a better program when we get the community involved. It just makes it a better program. And so we love to have people who come up and say, you know, I've got a day to give or a couple of days to mm-hmm, give, and we'll do mm-hmm. that. Um, we have an incredible uh, arthritis uh, program in our in our water therapy pool, and it has been taught for three and a half years now by a wonderful volunteer lady. Um, I, I have to tell you, if, if it wasn't for Jean, we wouldn't have the class wow. because we don't have the capacity to, to run the, the number of classes that we need to run. Jean comes in every day, three days a week, runs this class for mm-hmm. us, and, and the people in that arthritis class just love her. 
And, That's terrific. Uh, those are the kinds of things we can do when people step up and say, look, I want to help. You know, we have so many people in our community who suffer from things like that and who could really, really benefit health-wise and Absolutely. Uh, from that. And, and also, uh, I, I love the building strong spirits, minds, and bodies. It's not a Wonder Bread commercial, but it really does. <laughs> I mean, you know, it, uh, it's something for everybody, and that's uh, uh, it's wonderful to hear all about the programs that are going on there, the volunteerism. What about the support financially, Steve? It takes dollars to, to run the Y, doesn't it? It takes lots of dollars yeah. to run the Y, and I, and I think the two things that, that a, a nonprofit organization like the YMCA is always looking for is volunteers and, and financial support. Um, we have about a $2 million budget. About uh, 15% of that needs to come from community contributions. Uh, we have plenty of ways to do that in our fundraising events like Winter Treasure Land coming up on Saturday. Every uh, every February to March, we do an annual support campaign where we raise a significant amount of dollars, and that money goes to a really, really important program that we have at the YMCA. It's the YMCA Financial Assistance Program. We call it the scholarship program. Mm. Oh. For 150 years, we have never turned a person away for inability to pay. Oh. If somebody comes in and says, my child needs to learn how to swim, my child needs to go to an after-school program, um, I need to send my child to camp, uh, I need to go into an arthritis class, and, and they can't afford the membership fee or the class fee, we don't turn them away. We pay for them. And, and we're not able to do that unless we raise significant amounts of dollars in our scholarship fund. And that's what Winter Treasure Land Saturday night is for. That's what the annual support campaign in February is for. Uh, and we reach out to the community and we say, help us do this, because we, we want to go another 150 years without ever telling a person, no, you can't do this. Amen. Steve, as you look down the road, uh, what do you see? What uh, dreams do you have? What has God put on your heart uh, for the future of the YMCA here in Stanislaus County? I think the biggest thing is, is to just uh, continue to get the message out that that the YMCA is a lot of things. It's a, you know it's got a fitness component, it's got a childcare component, it's got an aquatics component. But what it really is is a safe place to come. Mm. Yes. Whether you're 10 years old or or 92 years old, whether you come as an individual, whether you come as a family, it's a safe place to be. It's a comfortable place to be. Yes. I, I have to tell you, we have people that come in to take a one-hour exercise class, and they stay there for four or five hours ah, is that right? because they've met friends, they've met people that are just a, an important part of their lives now. Um, that's what I see our contribution to our community doing in the future is just to continue to build that so that people have a place to go where they're comfortable. And it doesn't matter whether you're in shape or out of shape, whether you're young or old, it's just a great place to be. And, and if we focus on that, all the rest of the stuff will, will work out one way or another. You know, with all the stuff happening in our communities, and, you know, you read the, the front pages mm-hmm. of the local section and the, the world section, and it gets kind of scary, and, uh, and yet here is an oasis that uh, people have. I, I would imagine part of that has to do with some prayer support too, right? Absolutely. You know, people... People say, well, how do, you, how do you continue to do what you do? My staff asks me that all the time, particularly when we talk about financial support. And, I, and my answer to them is always the same. You know, I don't know, but I know it'll work. Mm-hmm. Um, it, it's worked every day for five years. There have been times on a Monday where I say we have to do this by Thursday, and I don't know how it's going to happen. Um, but, you know, faith gets me there, and, mm-hmm. and God has blessed us with a lot of different things and a lot of different talents and a lot of different people and a lot of different financial support. And I just have to believe he'll still continue to do that if we continue to focus on on Christ and Christianity and, and loving our neighbor, mm-hmm. he'll provide everything else. That's mm-hmm. what that's how it happens. Amen. Your light is shining in the community for sure. Kathy Pronk, you're nodding your head there. Uh, <laughs> first time that, that you went in, what, what went through your mind and what kind of, uh, I would imagine that uh, you maybe had one or two apprehensions, but you walked in there and 
Uh, what what did you see? What did you feel that said, "Whoa, this this is a good place that that I can be." Well, I did feel comfortable right away, and and that was important to me. And I think I told Elaine that yes, you that did. Um, um, that I was just comfortable there, and um, you know, besides the exercise, it was just that you felt welcome and comfortable, and and that was just exuding all over the place, and that was important to me to be someplace that mm. that I could be comfortable. Yeah. And you are making new friends as well as seeing some old friends. There. I I certainly have. I've bumped into people I haven't seen for years, and it, and it's it's just great to see them, old friends and 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 new friends. Um, people I went to high school with that I haven't seen for years and awesome. I, I bump into is it's uh, it's great mm. it is great and and making new friends and and meeting new people it's it is a great it's a a, a community all itself and sometimes in this day and age it, it, it may be a difficult thing to do but I, I empower my staff and I tell them you know here's what we're here for if if Kathy comes in to see us and, and today what she needs is, is a hug, we'll give her a hug. Mm-hmm. And, and if what she needs is somebody to stand with her and say a prayer and she's comfortable with that, then mm-hmm. somebody will stand with her and say oh, a prayer. I love that. And if we can do that, that's what we'll do. And, and, and that's really what we want to be about. Steve, uh, how, do, how do you inculcate that kind of spirit into your volunteers? I would imagine if they're volunteers, a lot of that is already pre-wired in them. But uh, do you have uh, any sort of uh, orientation that your volunteers go through? What, what, what do you do when a volunteer comes out? We take our volunteers through the same orientation we take our paid staff through. Mm-hmm. Um, we teach them what we stand for, what we do, how we do it, uh, what not to do. Um, we talk about all of the things that we're responsible to talk about in our politically correct society and we talk about the things that we're responsible to talk about for liability insurance and all those things but you know we also talk about the things we're responsible to talk about just just to be good caring community Mm. members and and to love one another and and we try to tell people to just just be you you know love everybody treat them nice treat them with respect and and everything else in the why works out that way and 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 we don't want people to be uncomfortable but but I want people to know when you walk through the door, here's what you can expect. You can expect a community that, that acts the way this community acts. And if you like that, God bless you. You're welcome to come in. If it makes you uncomfortable, stay outside for a while. Mm. Wow. Come in when you're comfortable, and, and it'll work because mm. it works for everybody. Mm. I love it. I have to say that you guys both look very, very fit, and, and that's a, a big reason, one of the big reasons uh, why so many people come to the Y and join the Y. Kathy mentioned earlier that um, how we use our bodies, uh, it's important to God, and, and we're familiar with the verse in First uh, mm-hmm. Corinthians 6, uh, that uh, the one that says, you know, do you not know that your body is a temple of the Holy Spirit? Uh, which is in you. And I love Eugene Peterson's um, interpretation of this. He says, don't you see that you can't live however you please, squandering what God has paid such a high price for? The physical part of you is not some piece of property belonging to the spiritual part of you. God owns the whole works. So let people see God in and through your body. And you do that so well at the Y, as well as investing into the lives of the people who are there. God bless you for that, Steve. Well, thank you. And thanks for inviting me to be back. And I'd love to come back again sometime in the future. And, and let me just say one final thing about the Y and what I've learned there is, is over the five years that I've been there is when you allow people to show their true spirituality, they love to do it. Mm-hmm. You just got to give them the opportunity. <clears throat> Isn't that, isn't that true? You know, so much we're afraid to uh, display that these days because of a lot of court decisions mm-hmm. and such. But in a in a safe environment, 
you know, it's it's a wonderful opportunity to let God just kind of flow through the hearts and minds of the people that are there. And, and I think, you know, a lot of that, Steve, has to do with you and, and your staff setting that uh, that kind of bar height up there, and well, we appreciate well, that. Well, my so members much. and my staff have taught me a whole lot more than I've taught them. <laughs> oh, Steve, we just wish you all the best for the upcoming weekend and all throughout this brand new year. Thank you for being with us. Kathy, thank you for being the inspiration that you are. Glad to be here. Thanks, dear friends. Wherever you may be listening to The Lighthouse Live, we just want to welcome you to join us again next time. And until then, may God continue to bless your lives.